welcome back to Paperback Besties, where we are besties who like to read and like to talk about it. I'm Rachel. I'm Callan, and um, we finished Powerless. <laughs> finished Powerless. Overall, we're not really big fans of this book. We are not. I don't think we're the target market. I, we definitely are not. Having been the people who were raised in the age of Hunger Games and Harry Potter, I don't think we need a 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> I think that for a debut novel, I really respect writing something and creating something. I wish that we had a little more editing, but people love this book and I am not those people. So for the people who love this book, that's great. And I'm happy that they have something that they love, but I am uh, I'm not in that camp. I gave it two stars. I also gave it two stars. And um, if you love this book, but can handle critiques, this podcast is for you. Yeah. If you loved this book and are going to come at us for having our own opinions, this podcast is not for you. Yeah, please don't. Because um, <laughs> I know myself and I know that I um, will start to be like funny mean. And I, I realize that that's not for everybody. And I understand <laughs> that. And I also understand that if somebody came for one of my favorite books like that, I think I would laugh along to an extent and then I might get my feelings hurt. So if you're going to get your feelings hurt, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I did not like this book that much. And if Lauren Roberts has stumbled across this podcast, this is not a personal attack on you. It is not. No, because you did you did the thing. You wrote a whole book. You got it published. You got a, a series deal. You clearly have fans that love your work. Um, that's amazing. Unfortunately, it did not resonate with us, but we are also two 32-year-old ladies, and that's okay. <laughs> Also, I've been describing myself as 32. For oh, yeah, like I was months. about to say, I'm I, was not like, 32 I was like, wait a second. If I just turned 32 <laughs> and you're younger than me, I was like, am I 33? <laughs> like, did I lose count? <laughs> no, I lost count. Okay. And I don't know how old okay. I am. Okay. So we read the second half of Powerless and we started on chapter 30 or 29. And there are 69 chapters in this book, including the epilogue. So 68 and an epilogue. I practically considered this a dnf i finished it i skimmed some parts it took a lot for me to finish this where did i where was i where i was just like mm -mm. i think it was a uh, page three 340 where i was just like i can't continue on how many pages is this like 497 or something. And I obviously didn't read the extra ones with like Kai's perspective. I, I opened it and I was like, I have no interest in this. I did actually read the next chapter of the next book. I, I'm definitely not going to read the next book. But I, I read the sneak peek because I was just kind of curious. The first line is, my blood is only useful if it can manage to stay inside my body. My mind is only useful if it can manage to not get lost. My heart is only useful if it can manage to not get broken. Well, it seems I've become utterly useless then. Who broke your heart? She wasn't in love with him. Yeah, who broke your heart? I mean, you... Anyway. You were the one who betrayed everybody, so who broke your heart? <laughs> she didn't anyway. love him. She wanted to kill him all the time. Whatever. Okay. I have never DNF'd a book. I almost DNF'd this book. Like, I, I kind of wish I had. I was really counting the chapters, and I was like, I don't understand how I'm still going. Like how mm -hmm. this I kept reiterating my head, life's too short for bad books. Life's too short for bad books. <laughs> yeah. So we left off at chapter 29. And yet again, I've taken notes every chapter. And they were like live. So they were notes that I was writing. After I finished the chapter, I would take notes. So I would make mm -hmm. predictions and then am quickly proven wrong or right. We love a live tweet. Chapter 29, Peyton. Sadie ambushes them dancing in the forest. Thank God. 
with her many duplicates. Kai gives Payton her his single throwing star so she's not empty handed. She apparently does not have her father's dagger that never leaves her side. I think she didn't have the dagger to begin with because I think she mentioned when she woke up after being drugged, I believe she mentioned that she felt dumb for not falling asleep with her dagger on her. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I didn't pick up on that, but that is good because I was like, we've never. The thing that, that I did pick up on though is why is she empty handed? Why doesn't she have her bow and arrow that she suddenly then had at the end of the trial? I mean, she has it, but she m- might not be holding it at this moment. Maybe. While they're dancing. Whatever. They fight Sadie, and I don't understand why Sadie can't keep making more and more duplicates. Hmm. But maybe it's a set amount or something. Yeah, maybe her power has a limit. Yeah, maybe she can only make 10 or something. Kind of like he but was they... talking about with, like, the Professor McGonagall chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the girl who can morph. Mm-hmm. Um, Sadie corners Pei and is about to stab her when Kai kills her. Pei is welcoming death so she can see her father again. I feel like this happens also every chapter. It does. I feel like she's very weak. She is. And that's, I think, when it comes down to it, if we really want to, like to nail why I'm not a big fan of this book is that she's supposed to be like this big tough girl who's like, I can handle myself and I'm going to threaten to kill the prince every second I can and all this stuff. But she's at the end of the day, like she doesn't really do anything for herself. Even in this first trial, she doesn't get her own armbands. She Kai gives her an armband. She doesn't like actually kill anybody. She like sets up so somebody else can kill them. She Mm -hmm. doesn't really like do anything with the rebellion she just like finds a door and then is like it's over there and then they do all the work and then mm-hmm. she's injured she's in the first trial like there's so many other moments where i'm just i don't know uh-huh. i think i don't think she i one of my motives that i don't think is thought out a lot is that i think you know later on but i i mean we're talking about it now i i think it doesn't make sense to me how she would have survived this long because I do think she's incredibly weak and it makes no sense to me when she's fighting Blair multiple times. And I know the purpose is that she outsmarted her mind, but I think physically she would not come out of that alive. Yeah. And I don't like, I think maybe we'll get to it, but you and I were texting about how we're actually team Blair yeah, I like Blair. <laughs> like, and- <laughs> I don't think she's she's a she was like raised in the castle, so she she's got like a chip on her shoulder, but yeah. she has her own motivations and whether or not we actually like whether or not Peyton likes them, they are still I don't know. Like, she's flirting that's- her way to the top. Go go you, whatever yeah. works, girl. I don't care. And that's the thing. Like the first episode, we're like, okay, Blair's a bitch because Peyton call her a bitch, so we're gonna go off the main character. And then by the time that we read the second half I'm like I don't think I can trust anything that Peyton says because I don't think we would like each other Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna be like okay so why is Blair a bitch is Blair a bitch just because she's flirting with your love interest who you can't admit is a love interest yeah you don't and I know that she's snarky but like yeah I don't don't, another motive that I don't think is really flushed out is like the side characters I don't know them I don't know who they are I don't know their motives I, I they're very again there's pieces of paper like I don't I, I was not connected to any of them. Mm-hmm. But also, like, later, I think I probably took a note on it, but, like, Kit specifically tells Peyton that he likes her because she's unafraid to speak her mind and she's not, like, filtered by trying to suck up to the princess and stuff. I get that. 
but also Blair is very clearly doing that. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe she's, like, flirting with them to suck up to them, but she is very clearly, like, her own woman and she has her own motivations and she's doing stuff because that's what she wants to do, which is, I think, what Peyton is pretending like she's doing. Yeah. But she's not really. And Blair is. And they're like, oh, well, Blair's a bitch. Well, why? Yeah. I think that's where the young adult comes in because if I was 18, I was probably probably saying things about people that I shouldn't have been saying or thinking because I had an immature emotional thought process. (laughs) Yeah. So. That's a good point. I don't like that. And she's like, hello, father. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to repeat myself. I feel like she says that every single chapter. Mm-hmm. Every time she's in a fight with somebody that's not Kai, she's welcoming death. Which I understand to a point, but also if, like, we're trying to believe that this character is, like, this headstrong young woman, it's mm-hmm. like, why are you not, like, fight? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. You know, like, something. Give me something. At some point she says, I will not die today. And I was like, mm, no, don't take that. Anyway, after Sadie is dead, Kai distracts Pei's PTSD at seeing her father dead and panic attack by flirting with her and getting her to focus on his face. They have a lot of this distraction by flirting, which I guess works for her, but I would, if it were me having a panic attack and somebody was flirting with me, I would just be really pissed off at them for making this about them personally. He leaves to take care of this body, in quotes, and tells her to stay put and try to breathe. She doesn't, of course, because she has to. I think, like, the first line in the chapter is, like, of course I didn't listen. And I'm like, why? But then she doesn't actually really go anywhere. So that She just paces around. Just paces around. And I'm like, I don't think that he was specifically telling you you had to keep sitting (laughs) on this rock. Like, I don't think you're not following his orders by walking off your anxiety. Whatever. Chapter 30. Hours later, Pei is lying by the fire and hears someone sneak up on her. She grabs the knife that she now has. And I wrote Sadie's. (laughs) Maybe. And turns around to put it at Kai's throat. Of course. Of course. Page 260. We're partners. You don't have to worry about me stabbing you. Quote, and when we're not partners anymore, should I fear for my life? Quote, that would be wise. Yes. Vicious little thing. Why? I can't with that. And also, they've been alone so many times at this point. Why are we still fearing for our life? Like, why are we, yeah, just why are we still slow danced. Why are, yeah, why? What purpose does that serve? And I wish I cared enough to go back and count how many times that she... <laughs> I wish I cared enough to go back and count how many times that she held a dagger to his throat. If I can remember, at least my notes, it's at least like four times. Okay. And I, I don't, I don't get it. She deduces from the dirt and pollen covering his arms and nails that he buried Sadie and put flowers on her grave. And he replies, nothing gets past you, little psychic, and then flicks her nose. The nose flicking happens often to the point where it becomes like an inside joke, like when they're heading into the maze. It gives me the ick. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't like feeling less than. So maybe that's me like putting my own opinions onto these things. But like the little thing and the flicking your nose, that won't do. Let me take care of you. Let me pick you up and carry you out of the room. Gives me the ick. Maybe it's some girl's thing. But it's not mine. <laughs> All I keep saying is maybe when I was 18... Maybe. I'd be like, oh, Rachel, he flicked my nose. Oh, thank you. Yeah, maybe. that's true. Maybe. I can't. Maybe. I old Rachel's opinions on these things. Um, no, I, I don't. I've just been so excited that a guy was talking to me. So <laughs> I don't like when it's demeaning. Yes. Like if Evan called me adjective little thing, if he mm. called me little thing, yeah, I, I would just be like, what? I'm a grown ass woman. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
You know what? Okay, so the Golden Globes were last night. <laughs> oh yes, I watched them. Oh, I didn't, but I keep seeing clips on TikTok oh. of like the uh, the Barbie movie jokes. Yeah, no, they mm-hmm. missed the mark. The point of the of the film, right, is that I turn as soon. I know what you're saying, and as soon as he said it, I turned to Evan and I was like, Greta Gerwig's like he missed the point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, w- I'm in that era where I am like pro woman and like pro women are strong women. Like I'm your partner. I'm your wife. I'm not your little thing. I am my own yeah. person, and that is maybe. Maybe the timing is off for this book and the world or me, but I I don't like being made to feel small. Right. Because even Lenny calls her, if Lenny said something, I can probably find it. He calls her princess it. all the time? Yeah, he calls her princess, which I'm calling her that as like sarcastically because she clearly has a hard on for both princes. I have a note about that because I, anyway. I, I just, I don't like being made to feel small. As an adult woman, this is something that I've realized about myself and I don't think it's a problem. So... I think yeah. it's actually the opposite of a problem. It's probably the solution to having had previous <laughs> problems. So yes. I, I just, every time that that kind of stuff happens, it gives me the ick. It just makes me uncomfortable. Yes. So the nose flicking and the little thing and little psychic. And also, I don't really see how you're covered in dirt and you don't have to be a psychic to be like, oh, you must have buried her or trudged through the woods with a corpse. I don't know. Yes. Anyway, also I said burying the dead during the trial is a Hunger Games thing again. Oh. Mm. Especially with the flowers. They quibble back and forth about not actually hating each other and then debate on who gets what leather because she had pickpocketed Braxton's from him before they started dancing and I forgot about that. He makes her keep it and she makes him say please. They have a steamy little quip about no one ever making him plead before and then he demands to keep her warm by cuddling all night. Out in the open during the Hunger Games. <laughs> she is shocked that he is distracting her from her anxieties because he cares in italics. Chapter 31. Kai. They receive another poem telling them to make it to the edge of the woods before sunrise. Apparently the last two days of the trial, nothing happened. They it's start probably, walking. Thank God, because it's probably the same exact conversations they've been having. Probably. They start walking and find Jax and Andy, who apparently had a much more exciting time in the trial than Peyton and Kai did. They, like, tell about, like, oh, we, we fought these people, and we found these people, and we were hunting yeah. for three days, and we almost got hypothermia. And I'm like, wow, that's exciting. I would rather watch that. Yeah. <laughs> when they get to the Except edge, Kai and Peyton are, like, playing house. <laughs> yeah. On the side of this river. Yeah. Out in the open. Which I don't understand logistically how no one else found them apparently it's not that big of a forest because they walk to the edge there's only one look when you say go to the edge they all know where they're going like you would assume a forest would have four edges wait i'm looking at the map now the whispers are south of the city yeah and there's two edges one's the water i guess you can assume that you're not going that way and then one's like where the city is and then there's one yeah and then there's one where the desert is so there's at least two edges, but I guess they would just default to know to go to the north edge. Whatever. I guess so. Who makes maps for books? Is it the author or is it like graphic arts team? I always thought it was like the author kind of like showing what's going on in their head. Yeah, I thought so too. Hmm. Anyway, when they get to the edge, there's only one edge of the forest. There's an audience and all the other contestants who just started beating each other up. Kai goes for Ace because he is cocky and hurt Peyton. They fight, and Ace uses his illusions to bamboozle Kai to kill Jax instead of him. Callan was right. He did die really soon, apparently. Chapter 32. Just kidding. He's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kai uses brawny strength to sprint across the battle zone towards the audience where there must be a healer. 
and then uses a healer ability to bring him back from the brink of death. A drum sounds and the trial is over. And somehow Kai, who only has one extra leather, wins? I don't know. Chapter and then didn't Hera die? It wasn't her name, Hera. Yes. She randomly died. I was like, Actually wait, what? Died in there. I, again, I had to go reread. They don't even mention that. They're like, oh yeah, that's no. how Hera died. I'm like, she did? <laughs> I, I kept thinking, like, your note about when we did the last episode about, like, I don't understand why if these elites are supposed to be, like, so strong and powerful, like, why are we killing them? And I, I never found that out. Right. And that's another motive that I think is not thought out. Why are we doing these trials? Why, even if Why? it was and, like, like a... and if you and if you win it, what do you get? Like, just I, I won the purging trial. Great. Why Great. can't they be like a like a talent show? Yeah, or like a like a almost like a circus, like a like or a if show. you hate the mundanes, like this is so fucked up. Make the mundanes fight each other, like yeah. force them to. If like that's the kind of corrupt system that you're aiming to have, I don't know. Yeah. Chapter 33, Payton. It has been several days and we are in the bowl with Tila, watching the events take place. The contestants all watch and at key points, Kai and Pei stare icily yet hotly into each other's eyes. I thought this part was so weird. Very weird. So weird and uncomfortable. Apparently everyone had a much more exciting time than they did, which is not surprising. The editors in the, uh, like, who edit- whoever edited the video, not the book, mm-hmm. used the romance angle a lot in their edit. At the scene... With Sadie's death, the audience does a literal hand sign to salute and honor their dead. Okay, Hunger Games again. <laughs> Later, Kit finds her and takes her to the gardens because he promised her earlier, and I don't remember that, but okay, I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> he asks her questions about what she felt about the trial, and she can't help but be brutally honest with him that the Purge was murdering people, and he needs to have an open mind. He asks her to look at him in the face. Damn straight, Kit. I thought of I thought of you when I read that. Because <laughs> she's just looking at his buttons. I was like, you're rude. Like, look at him in the face. They come to an agreement that she will look at him in the face if he listens to her. I, I don't know that he wasn't listening to you, but it's fine. Yeah. And then she gets upset that there are coins in the fountain that could help people. So he agrees to have them removed and distributed and they get into a water fight. Again, Kit is nothing but nice. Nothing but nice. Nothing but nice. He's just and also, it, it, again, it's just showing how Peyton's so perfect and she doesn't have to change, but every, but she's going to make everyone else change for the better. Yeah. And I feel like, like the being mad that they have a lot of food in the castle and people are starving and being mad that they have a lot of coins in the fountain and people are poor is only used in the context of that scene and then never right. does anything. And I, and I think that is such a big concept because that is such a real life thing. Mm-hmm. But it's only convenient when it's convenient. Yes. It's not like there's no scenes of like her and Adina like sneaking some food because they don't know when they're going to have food again. Or they're like, oh yeah, like we're going to distribute kind of the thing. coins and then we don't right. We don't see that scene happening. We don't right, see Right, because later like, on she takes him to loot. And he's like, oh, I've never been here. It's like, well, yeah. what about the coin? Chapter 34. Breaking into her old house at night, Peyton finds Lenny and the Resistance. They tell her who they are and that their goal is to prove that they aren't diseased and to live free alongside elites. They have a plan to ambush the final trial taking place in the bowl and need Peyton to flirt with Kit to show her the tunnel in the trapdoor room that the Resistance can break it up break into do not like her using kit i think it's yucky yeah it's very yucky especially how easily she said she would and especially because she feels like they she knows them so well at this point it's just it's why icky. can't kai show her the tunnel it would be 
a lot I actually think more interesting if she yeah. like if she was so adamantly against flirting with Kai but then all of a sudden you have to I didn't find what Lenny calls her yet but I did find of course Lena says you're smaller than I thought you'd be no don't do this Are other we, woman yeah, don't, don't do that the petite the petite little girl I don't like her I feel like later maybe I made a, a note of the princess thing chapter 35 Kai is training and reveals that he has killed the silencer in the dungeon. So clearly I was not right about them using the psychic they have. She's She never uses her psychic ability again, correct? Again. Correct. Never. He sees Payton giggling with Kit and gets jealous. And that's my thing, though. I'm sorry. Going back to the You're psychic fine. thing. I think I said it the last time. But then, you know, when Lenny's explaining the whole resistance and when, well, I think in them, they kind of maybe they know she's ordinary. I don't know. I think the resistance but, knows. Everything that Kit is telling her, everything that, like, Kai tells her, I would be so suspect. And not in, like, oh, prove it kind of way, because I literally go to psychics. <laughs> if you want to play the part, you're failing. She's not even playing the part at all. She's just, like, forgot right. that she's, she's just there and thinks she's so strong and, and has Her part strength. had a job title. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even do anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peyton comes up to him immediately after he sees her across the room. And challenges him to an archery contest. This is what we were texting about. <laughs> Seemingly to distract him from his feelings of jealousy of her. <laughs> he is great at archery. So he chooses to distract her by touching her a lot. And she does the same to him. Imagine being no. anyone else in that room. I know. I What did we say? I was like, isn't everyone else here? Like, And <laughs> there's only... Is. And now there's even less people because... Three of them are dead. Two of them are Two dead. Two of them are dead. There's so six there's... people there plus the king or the prince. Yeah. I'm going to read our text message because it was actually hilarious. Yeah. He says something about cruel little thing. You sent me a picture of it. And I said, get a new line. <laughs> <laughs> he said, aren't they all training? Like, aren't other people watching them fondle each other? And I said, yes. Honestly, how embarrassing just to imagine being there, like trying to work on your sword work or whatever. And these idiots are just dry humping each other at the archery range. Yeah. Like, no, what, Blair's just probably irritated she gets front row seat to this. But, like... All the time. I'd be irritated. Right, so Peyton doesn't like Blair because Blair is constantly flirting with the princes to get her way. Who's doing the same thing? It's literally what you're doing the second mm -hmm. half of the book. You're just using them to do what you want to do. That's what Blair was doing, but you called her a bitch about it because she was doing it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand. Chapter 36. Peyton and Kit are playing and giggling in the kitchen. When she asks him to sneak out of the castle in a not-so-subtle way of asking about the tunnels. The king shows up and makes Kit leave to go to a meeting with advisors and then tells Peyton that she will not win the trials because she is in fourth place and her ranking will probably not improve and he doesn't appreciate the influence she has on the princess. Um, obviously, no, the king is one, a bad guy, but I also do not appreciate the influence she has on the princess, so I'm on his side in this. Same, and also, like, I'd be like, who gives a shit if I don't win the trials? Like, what... Never Does has she matter? ever been like, I yes. need to win this. She's like, right. I don't want to die. So why is she right. like, I have to win? Girl, there's, who cares? There's no motive for this trial. Okay, Kai's the only one who has a motive for this trial because mm -hmm. his dad is making him, as the future enforcer, it looks good. Okay, well, Peyton doesn't give a shit. And we don't know why Blair or Sadie or Jax, who I think is like 15, mm -hmm. is involved in this. So why does it matter? Why does it matter who's winning? And, oh, people can die. But, again, why if we love their abilities so much? I don't know. That, that I See, I'm just stuck on all of that, and I can't not be. You're right. You never cared about this before. Like, what is – who cares if you win? Yeah. Be like, all right, you're right, your majesty. I probably won't win. 
Well, at least yeah. I tried. At least I yeah. didn't die. I said, he's not wrong, to be honest, and I don't blame him in this moment. Right. She gets ready for the second ball and is wearing a red dress. Lenny keeps calling her princess, and in the Resistance chapter, he said something about her mother, and why do I suspect that her mother was actually Kit's mother or something, and they're actually siblings? But apparently, the princess was just, it meant nothing, so that's great. I think it's just another kind of term of not endearment Yeah, that's just used to, like, add to Peyton's perfectness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At the ball, Blair steals Kit away from Peyton while dancing, and she walks into Kai and spills wine on his shirt. Good for Blair. Of course. They go try to clean it up, and he is drunk. He is handsy while drunk and shamelessly flirting with her, giving a, quote, drunk words mean sober thoughts vibe. And, of course, we did the rom-com, I have to clean your shirt on your shirt and touch your chiseled chest uh-huh. scene. The trope. Yep. Another one. She makes a comment about, you won't remember this in the morning, and I hate that. <laughs> I hate when people in movies slash books say that, like, you don't know how drunk this man is, and don't assume he's blackout drunk just because he has had drinks. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. They dance, and she has a panic attack because of her feelings for him, and starts to feel claustrophobic. Again, if she's so claustrophobic, we first meet her in a chimney. Mm-hmm. She's climbing out of a chimney. Casually. And even when I was reading that, before I decided I did not like this book, because this was like page one, I felt that, and I got... I, I kind of might have to skim because I can't imagine being stuck in a chimney. Like, that would just freak me the fuck out. Like, I can't even read about it. And here she is like, I'm claustrophobic. And This is chapter 37, and I don't think she's ever mentioned being claustrophobic beforehand. Right. And she was stuck in a room for two days, and she didn't even have a problem with that. She was just like, I'm bored. But she mentioned again later, I think. She mentioned it was... several times later, but yeah. never before this. He walks her outside, undoing the laces on her dress so she can breathe. She feels better, and he walks her to her room. It had to be so he could undress her a little bit. He had to undo her corset. She's just holding her dress up. Yeah. Chapter 38. Kai and Kit are drinking at the ball after Peyton leaves. They have a brief moment of brotherly love and games being jealous of the way their dad loves his wife because he doesn't love them that way, which I find strange, but... (laughs) They talk about Peyton, of course, because we can't not bring the two of them up every chapter. (laughs) Because at first I was like, oh, she already left. That's cool. Like, we get a nice little brother chapter. But no, we, we end up talking about Peyton. There is a surprise start to the second trial at the ball. Chapter 39. It's not the trial. It's a fight. Why? I I don't know. I could not tell you. Peyton gets matched up with Blair, of course, and Kai has has to seductively whisper pointers at her before she goes in, which is another thing that I do not enjoy because I thought she was supposed to be, like, big, strong, and tough, but she needs, like, help on how to defeat Blair. Right, and shouldn't she be able to read Blair? She was so busy paying attention to Kai in the trainings and getting fondled. She wasn't looking at her and studying her other opponents. She wasn't doing anything other than fondling Kai, actually, this entire time. They fight and Peyton punches Blair and makes her nose bleed and she huffs away. How dare she ruin her face? I wrote, oh, come on. (laughs) (sighs) Chapter 40, Kai. Okay, now we're in the second trial. We are paired up into two teams of three to simply climb a mountain faster than the other team. What purpose is this serving? (laughs) Magically, like what in terms of like a magical contest, like what is the point? There's a line here where he says my lips twitch at the thought before I'm suppressing a smile. When I remember she how she pinned Blair during their fight and made her bleed. That is fantastic for a toxic romance book that I would 100% read. Mm hmm. Not for this. <laughs> yeah, this, this isn't it. But 
I think you're right when you said in the last episode that like this would do better if it was like intentionally toxic. Yes. I feel like I agree. I might even like it more. I'm not a big toxic reader, but Kai says that his father is plotting to challenge them because they had to fight multiple times last night and made everyone hate each other. And now they have to work together. Which I actually thought was smart, to be honest. I still don't understand why the king is planning this. I was about to say that. Yeah. But like, okay, sure. Right. There was just attack on your ballroom. Like um, you should be doing something. You should be like leading the country. I don't don't know. You shouldn't be planning parties. He is with Blair and Andy and has to break up a girl squabble. Ugh, these women. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Andy gets bitten by a snake and now he has to carry her. Chapter 41, Peyton. Peyton is in the trial with two men. And if they start flirting with her, I'm going to throw up. I, I swear to God, Rachel, I thought the same exact thing because my whole thing is how she's so perfect. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me very much of Bryce in Crescent City 2. Yeah. I thought in Crescent City 1, Bryce was great. I actually liked her. I liked – who's the, her friend? Dana, 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 Danica? Danica? Danica. I liked her. I Their liked- relationship reminded me of us. Oh, why am I the one who dies? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you're like the like the brutally honest best friend. I don't know why. Yes. Like she reminded me of you. Oh, thank you. I liked her a lot. Maybe that's <laughs> why. But then in in two, I mostly DNF'd it because she just became so insufferable because it was like her surrounded by a bunch of male characters and they all, besides her brother, vying for her attention and thought she was so perfect and had a crush on her and flirting with her. And I was just like, I'm over this. Yeah. It, it gives me very much of that. So, yeah. You're right. No comments. I agree. (laughs) They climb up and Ace apparently illusions snakes to scare her. I couldn't. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've deciphered from it. Um, She falls down the mountain before being caught by Jax, who like blinks farther down. Again. So strong. She's so strong. Yeah. Yeah, She needs to be saved. (laughs) She's consistently being saved. And I do not like that. Maybe that's why she's acting such like a hard ass and putting on this front for everybody because she's really insecure about how weak she actually is. Maybe, but I like never got that from her. Like I think no, she I'm... believes that she's like the toughest bitch in the in the crowd. But then like every single time something happens, she's like, I guess I'll die now. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> okay. She and Jax discuss Kai, of course, and his fear of height and the training his father put him through when suddenly they are attacked by a rock slide, a.k.a. several boulders rolling down the mountain at them. Peg is hit in the head with a falling rock. And has an immediate concussion. And she and Jax continue to climb with bruises, quote, already beginning to form. She says, I will not die today on page 354. And then I wrote, where is Braxton? Chapter 42. Braxton has actually been with Kai's team the whole time, despite not saying (laughs) anything or being mentioned. He was mentioned. I didn't catch it. He was. He was mentioned that he was with Braxton. And then again, because he was like, I have to carry Andy up this mountain. And I was like, well use again he was like what she wants to change into like a chihuahua because like it for me to be easier to carry but like her power can't let doesn't let her do it that long and i was like just use bracton's strength and then he finally does i didn't pick up on that at all yes and i said kai is borrowing his strength to carry andy which begs the question why braxton is not just carrying her himself and saving kai the effort i also thought that as well They get to the top and Peyton is already there. And there is a new poem stating the trial is not done. There can only be one winner and they must capture a flag. Everyone starts fighting. And I was actually thinking, like, they get to the top and they're like, oh, there's a flag here. And I'd be like, oh, huh. And I would just, like, kind of pick, I don't know, I have to touch things. I would just be like, oh, huh. And I would just pick it up. We're here first. Yeah. And then you would read that and I'd be like, yeah, 
Peyton punches it chapter 43 Peyton punches ace in the face they fight she remembers inspiring words from her father that motivate her to use her brain to fight he calls her a bitch she holds him ready to kill him and then chooses to let Kai kill him instead because Kai Kai wants revenge and knows she can handle it herself Kai goes in for the kill and Peyton casually walks up to capture the flag yes I caught that part I don't understand why nobody I, started I running at the flag instead of I just fighting each other immediately. Like, Jax could have blinked to the Jax could have blinked to the flag, like, 20 Blair minutes Blair could have teleported it to her hand. Yeah, but nobody did that. They just turned around and started punching each other. I just don't... That doesn't make sense. Right. And that and that's the thing, like... And again, for what? Are, what are we winning? Who cares? And these are things I can't look past. Yeah. And, like, this is what I'm talking about when I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna be mean because I just genuinely don't understand and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lauren. I'm sorry. I really am. I just, I don't get it. <laughs> Chapter 44, Kai. Kai is relishing on how great it felt to murder someone. He reveals during the battle that Blair was aiming a branch for Peyton and he pushed Braxton in the way so he casually is dead too. <laughs> so he murdered two people, I guess. He's in a meeting with the king and Kit and the king gives him shit for letting Peyton win the trial and says, quote, slummers don't win. And then I wrote, Why? What is the point of this? <laughs> what are well, they winning? Like, Nothing. Are they winning a million dollars? Are they winning yeah. just like a, a Honor stamp? and glory. I don't know. Who cares then? It doesn't matter yeah. who wins. Kai gets mad and storms out and then is rude to Kit because he's angry. Chapter 45. Peyton. And I wrote, I am looking forward to this book being over. <laughs> <laughs> I, at this point, I started skimming. Can yeah. confirm? I think I read all of the second half in like one or two sittings. So I did, I sort of like macrodosed myself on this. Peyton is standing under a tree in the garden and lets the same and it's the same tree that Kai likes to sit under so he joins her. He sits down on the ground and she doesn't want to get her dress dirty and I said literally lived in a gutter two weeks ago. (laughs) So he lays down his coat so she can sit on it and then I wrote I understand it was like a defensive thing to not have to join him but like still come on. He teaches her about thumb wars and they talk about fruit and she ends up on top of him. They stare at each other for a while. I'm pretty sure they're still on the ground and he puts his jacket on her from under her butt and she leaves. Chapter 46. The third ball is tomorrow. Kit steals Peyton away to show her the tunnels she wants to find for the resistance and she lies to him to convince him to go see loot. Why can she not use Kai for this? (laughs) He's clearly willing to let her do anything and there's no way he doesn't know these tunnels are here. I actually kind of like how she portrays Kit though. Yeah, I, I think it sets it, up a lot, especially reading the next chapter of the next book. I think it sets up a lot like the, the mm-hmm. like Kit's rage in the next book. So like, I understand mm-hmm. it. The tunnel is in the dungeon and Kit, who was never allowed out of the castle, has the only key to it on his person at all times. Okay. Yeah. She shows Kit loot and tells him about the Imperials whipping people and shows him her fort. Okay. Chapter 47. Peyton and Lenny are chummy and she goes to tell the resistance where the tunnel is. Their plan is to enter through the training grounds fork of the tunnel. I still do not understand how that is easier than entering the public event disguised or something. <laughs> I also don't really enjoy the, the the chapter of like going to tell somebody what we all just learned together in the previous chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know in Harry Potter 6, the movie, when he gets the memory from Slughorn and then, like, the next scene is him and Dumbledore, like, looking at the memory? Like, it's implied that he went to tell Dumbledore that I got the memory. I'm ready to watch it now. Like, we get that. I didn't need to read that scene. Or it could have just been, like, the next paragraph. Chapter 48, Kai. Kai has a nightmare of Peyton and everyone he's killed dying. Chapter 49, Peyton. Peyton hears Kai screaming in his sleep and goes into his room, straddling him to wake him up. He wakes with a start, flips him, them over, and holds a knife to her throat. He draws blood and panics. He's a monster. 
She goes to leave and he asks her to stay and she deduces that, quote, he expects everyone to leave him, page 396. I no, do not understand how that thought came to he has He has both of his parents. I literally said he has a whole family. <laughs> he <laughs> has no a past trauma of people leaving. <laughs> yes, there's no abandonment there. I mean, there's trauma of like the king, sure, but... But the king has never left him. In fact, he's paid go, probably too much attention. Go to your mother. like Who's still here. Yeah. And your brother, who's still here. And Jack, yeah. who's still here. And your yeah. brother. The cook, who's your friend, who's still here. Everyone's if, still here. The man has never had anyone leave him. <laughs> I don't if anything, Hayden has that. Yeah. Okay. It bumped me aggressively. And that's the point where I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> She's fighting feelings for him again and chooses to stay the night in his bed. Chapter 50, Kai. Kai spends the night blissfully watching Pei sleep and in the morning goes to get her breakfast. When he comes back to his room, she is threatening him with a shoe for some reason. He notices her skimpy tank top and sleep shorts and they flirt. He makes a move to kiss her and she puts the fucking shoe to his neck. He makes a jealous comment about her needing to get ready for the ball with his brother and she leaves. And there's nothing. At the ball, Peyton shows up finally in a black sexy dress that has the attention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Rachel called this, but, you know, two balls ago. Page 407. This is my favorite line. Beasts don't get the beauty. Almost made me DNF this book. That is literally the plot of Beauty and the Beast. And that's where I'm like, okay, like, I understand, right? I'm nitpicking, but I'm not. Why was that even in there? Because he's a monster. He thinks he's such a monster, but... If you're saw, a monster, look at the girl you're lusting over. Is she not also a monster? She's literally, like, threatening your life every 30 seconds. Right. It's not Belle from Beauty and the Beast. It's not Hermione Granger. It, it's it's not, like, Just because she's hot doesn't perfect. mean she's the beauty. She's just a pretty right. person who's also a dick. But the thing is with him, like, somebody on Goodreads made this. I think multiple people actually made this point. We never see him kill anybody. He's, mm-hmm. except in the trials, which you're like, your point of the trials is to, well, who knows what the fuck the point is, but you kill other people. Yeah. And he killed Braxton because he threw a branch at Peyton or something, whatever that whole thing was. And he killed Ace for going after Jax. And Peyton. And Peyton, so he's not killing just because he needs to kill. Like, he's not sadistic. He's... Like, honor-bound or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what she said before in the first part where she was like, oh, you're covered in blood or something. And he's like, oh, it's a part of the job description. I chuckled because I was like, oh, that's funny. It is. (laughs) But I don't know. It's like, you never see him just kill anyone. Like, he's not a villain. No. Like, you're told he is, yeah. But, like, it's not shown in the book. Yep. Exactly, like... Blair. If anything, I actually like him more than I like Peyton, which I do. Yeah, I like Kai more than I, I like, like Peyton. Like, I feel bad because like you, I feel bad for him I sometimes. But I don't know. It's just like the whole thing that he's like, I'm a monster. I'm a monster. It's like tormenting him. Well, we don't see any scenes. Like, sure, we see him kind of. No, you see him like when he's supposed to be a monster. He's actually he turns out to be a good guy, like with the little girl. Right, and like he's threatening the silencer, but I don't. It's not enough to warrant this whole inner monologue of and him. Theoretically, like, he's throwing a silencer, do- but the silencer attacked him first. So right. like, it's still technically like an honor bound thing. Right. Chapter 51, Peyton. Peyton steals the key from Kate while dancing and makes a reference to the, quote, stilts she is wearing. And I hate when female main characters complain about heels. Mm. Happens all the time. You're not like other girls. You don't wear these stupid stilts, girl. Come on. 
No. <laughs> no. This is your third ball. Relax. Yeah. <clears throat> she ends up dancing with Kai through a partner shifting dance thing, and he flirts with her while she quotes Katy Perry in her narration. <laughs> you catch that? No, I was skimming. <laughs> I'm hot and cold, yes and no, right and wrong. Page 413. <laughs> she admits to herself that the reason she keeps pushing him away is because the enforcer is trained to hunt her down and doesn't he doesn't know her like he thinks he does. Again, we don't see that. Yeah. We don't see that. Chapter 51 is when we're finally like, oh, that's why you're pushing him away. And also, I, I don't think that's a good enough reason. Um, she tries to leave the ball when an Imperial blocks her way. Chapter 52, Peyton again. Kai stops the Imperial with threats, and she runs outside. It starts to downpour. Of course. I did not like this scene at all. She laughs and dances in the rain, and OMG gets to take off her stupid heels. He joins her. He picks a flower and puts it in her hair. Quote, I think I just skipped this entire scene because I don't know any of this. Because anytime they were alone, I was just like, it's going to be the same conversation. It that was, and it having. was very cringy, actually. A quote, forget, I forget me not since you are always forgetting who I am. Page 419. And then I wrote, what? <laughs> You're in every scene together. You're in every scene. You're literally every, I see you every day. What do you mean? I'm forgetting who you are. And she's like, I'm not forgetting who you are. You're a cocky bastard. And I was like, huh. He takes his jacket off, so he's wearing a wet white dress shirt, and she says his full name, which turns him on. Oh, I did catch that part. Sure. He admits his feelings for her in the rain and almost kisses her, but she says she doesn't feel the same, and then he's like, yeah, okay, try again. Which, fair, because, girl, shut up. Page 421, Mm -hmm. quote, God, you're so stunning, but so damn stubborn. One, we have a God in this world. (laughs) Two. (laughs) Well, thankfully it wasn't plague damn. Yeah stubborn because if i saw plague one more time i was about to throw the book quote if i really kiss you should i expect a dagger at my throat page 422 she flicks his nose i'm over it chapter 53 kai omg she flicked my nose and set my soul on fire (laughs) (laughs) to be honest for a bit when kai was talking in the last chapter i could get on board with his feelings but his internal monologue is very cringy in this chapter (laughs) page 423 her soul is stunning Page 424, quote, she doesn't pull away. Perhaps the beast can earn the beauty after all. And I put in caps, he can, Malachi. That's the point (laughs) of the story, you dumb bitch. (laughs) They are about to kiss when an Imperial interrupts because the king is mad. Kit breaks up their bickering, which apparently is still at the ball in front of everyone. Oh my God. And the king is like mad. Like, how dare you run after this girl? Like, okay, I get it, you know? Yeah. But then he's like, they're standing at like the punch bowl, like fighting. And I was like, actually, I think that Kai kind of like discreetly escaping through a side door is less embarrassing than this conversation happening in front of everybody at the ball. Yes. That's just me. Chapter 54, Kai. The third trial, much like the third Triwizard task, is a shifting maze. (laughs) (laughs) The winner has to be the first to the center of the maze and kill the person inside. It's probably going to be Payton and Kai meeting in the middle. Chapter 55. Peyton is running because she is claustrophobic. The bushes close on... Again. You were in a chimney. Yes. And this is the second time we have mentioned claustrophobia and... Sure. Peyton is running because she's claustrophobic. The bushes close on one of her feet and she has to rip her foot out of the hedges while it bleeds profusely. She wraps her 20th tank top around her bloody foot. She runs into Blair. And consistently getting hurt. Yes. And consistently, like, underdressed for the tasks that she has to perform. Yeah, you know when the trial's coming. You know, like, like, you know when to go to sleep in, in like, yeah. cargo pants. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> 56, Kai. Kai is also running. He runs into a bewitched Victor Crumb, Andy, as a jaguar. <laughs> that too. Oh, my God. I was, I was like, oh, my gosh. This is the Triwizard Tournament. Like, 
And he also shifts into a jaguar and they fight. He finds a Bloom's power who can manipulate the maze. Chapter 57, Payton. Payton fights Blair by shaming her for wanting the princes, but they don't want her. I didn't like that. I know. I, I thought that was very I, unnecessary. I don't like um, shaming this woman for wanting power. I don't know. Yeah. And doesn't she, like, pick her up and, like, drop her? Uh, yeah. With her mind. Football players get winded all the time. I feel like if you're dropped on the ground <gasps> significantly... You're going to be winded, if not broken, in some way. Especially if you're just like a dainty little girl. Didn't make sense to me. And bewitched Victor Crumb already didn't make sense to me. So She makes it to the center of the circle. Chapter 58, Kai. Kai is whipping the maze out of his way and makes it to the center of the circle at the same time Peyton does, of course. Chapter 59. The criminal at the center of the circle that she has to kill is Adina. Which I thought was very random. Agreed. I still don't understand why she wants to win in the first place. Don't just know. don't kill her. Like I think her I think yeah, I think her motivation is just to is to prove the king wrong. Right. Great. Blair kills her. They have a tearful goodbye and Adina is dead. I feel bad for here's, Adina. She's done literally nothing. I know. I feel so bad for Adina. But here's the thing. If she can throw a branch at Adina, and I know Adina's like tortured and mangled and shit. Right. And that can kill her. How can Peyton being dropped not kill her? If if Blair has the ability to throw branches out of the, uh, presumably out of this maze wall mm-hmm. at Adina from outside of the circle to kill her and win the Triwizard Tournament, then how <laughs> then then how is Peyton slut shaming her verbally defeat her? It doesn't. Okay. Chapter sixty. Kai. Peyton is sobbing, and Kai doesn't didn't know she could do that. The resistance breaks in and holds the royal family at knife point through the tunnels and not the public front door. Chapter 61, Peyton. Peyton is warning her friend and starts to try to take that anger towards the king when the resistance breaks in. Sure. Kit knows it's her fault. He's like glaring at her. Good for Kit. It Mm is. (laughs) Yes. They threaten to take the lives of the princes if the king will not listen to them, which is objectively a terrible plan and Peyton says so. And if she said it. I just, I, like, she's like, that would make us look like bad guys. I'm like, yeah, it would. Like, I don't. Yeah. Chapter 62. This is like, these chapters are like a page and a half at this point. Kai is starting to figure out that the ordinaries can't be diseased if they exist when he turns the silencer's power back on him and bursts into flames. Like, there's a silencer in the room silencing everybody. And he, like, is able to manipulate that and turns back. And then I think he, like, spontaneously uses Kit's power and, like, bursts into flames. Chapter 63, Peyton. She runs out of the arena and to the castle to get the vest Adina made for her that she promised that she'd always wear. She has to trick the guards into bringing her to her room. You know where the trap door is. You know where the trap door is and also like <laughs> what is unusual about like the building's under attack. I want to like I'm a guest yeah. here. I have a bedroom. Like why do you have to bamboozle them into letting you just go to your. Yeah. I don't think that that's suspicious that you would be going to your room. Yeah. Especially if they don't know anything. A healer comes in and fixes her foot and she sneaks out. Running through the garden back to the bowl because it's on the way to loot. She encounters the king by himself. What? How? You would think he'd be guarded. It's He's under attack. He's under attack. This king is not a king at all. He has no political power whatsoever. <laughs> he has no guards whatsoever. He eats dinner with 12 random strangers in his home every night. He, like, why does he have no guards? Why does he have no military? Why does he have no actual enforcer? 
It's just his son who he is personally training to be the enforcer. It's bananas. Bleeding from the head, he tells her that he needed her alive. Why? But now her purpose is done and he can kill her. What was the purpose? I don't know know. what the purpose was. Chapter 64, Kai is fighting. Kit is angry and their parents are missing. Chapter 65, Peyton. Peyton and the king are fighting. He carves her body with his sword before killing, trying to kill her, but she breaks his ankle first. He's like standing over her and she's on the ground. Mm -hmm. He carves mud blood into her arm. Yeah, I was going to say, if anybody can't picture this, just picture in Harry Potter, (laughs) the girl to girl time with Bella Strix Lestrange. (laughs) Yeah. Into her chest. And he's standing over her, her. His foot is on her chest. And he is brawny. Like, we know this. He's, like, his power is that he's strong. And she somehow grabs his foot, twists his ankle, and throws this presumably 250-pound man off of her and onto the ground. Okay. <laughs> he tells her that he didn't kill her father. Baby Kai did on his first mission. Why is the king taking 14-year-old Kai... To kill the leader of the resistance. Like, why is that his first mission? Because there's no military and in this world. It's just why is Kai. the king taking... I don't think he was the, there. Where I thought, no, didn't she say the king was there? No, she, she said thought the king- it was. Because her, her, the plot was that... Or the point was that she was so... She was a child and she was so like, she knew that the king was the bad guy. So she like bamboozled herself. I thought she saw his eyes though. She saw his eyes and then she saw somebody else, but like it got warped in her brain. Maybe. She kills him and commits regicide. (laughs) I think that this goes along with a point I've made in previous books and I couldn't tell you what it was. But like, I do not think that we as characters in books should be holding what people did as children Ooh, Arthur Starling. Arthur, yeah, I was going to say Starling House. I don't think that we should be holding them accountable to the things that they did yeah. or had to do as children. I just, I think people can mature from that. Yeah, I think the whole point of growing up is maturing and mm-hmm. learning from your past mistakes. And especially like someone like Peyton or, you know, people with emotionally unavailable parents, you have to parent yourself. And that's what you do as an adult. That's what you learn how to do. So, But also we've spent 65 chapters getting to know Kai and know how he kind of hates the job that he is required to do. And he clearly has had to kill yes. people. Like, I don't, I don't think that he did that on purpose. And if he did, right. then like, okay. Right. Chapter 66. I can't believe this book has just 66 chapters. Kai finds her and tells her to get the fuck out of here before he kills her she makes a lot of comments on his eyes and says that she must have felt drawn to him because she had seen him before it's a stretch but yeah agreed she runs chapter 67 Kai is like what the fuck she was a liar all along correct she was Mm -hmm. he's not sad about his father's murder more so than the girl he likes being a liar Mm -hmm. I mean I get he doesn't really like his dad but you know but still chapter 68 (laughs) Peyton, stumbling through the woods, Peyton sees that she is branded with an O from the king, slicing her body open. I shut the book. She sees forget-me-nots. I, I don't even know if she saw forget-me-nots because yeah. I was just too mad about the whole mudblood thing. Mm-hmm. She sees forget-me-nots and sobs about how she could never forget that Kai is her father's murderer. Epilogue. Kit. Kit is the king and tells Kai to find Pei and bring her to him in the end. Here's the thing. The ending kind of got a little strong. 
if I wasn't completely over it, yeah. I would have been like, okay. great ending. Yeah. I enjoyed that. You know what's funny is that the second book feels a lot more like Hunter hunted, d- destined for each other. That's what I was going to say. He's now hunting her. And this is my opinion. I think this book could have been combined with the second book. If done, because we don't need, we didn't need 200 pages of the same fucking We didn't need the romantic at all. We didn't, right, we didn't need this the same romantic tension banter over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It could have been the same book, dual timeline. You feel me? Yeah. So you get like where they're coming from beforehand, why they hate each other. I mean, the trials is a way to get them close to each other, but I feel like I didn't need this whole book. It could have been like a Cinderella vibe where you just like find, like everyone goes to the balls. Right. She's still like, like, she she protects him in the thing, like in the, in the loop and he gets attacked. She tries to rob him. That whole beginning still happens. Then there's a ball that everyone's going to. She wants to go because she wants to pickpocket people. He sees her. Yes. We dance. We have some tension. She decides to get closer to him. Like as part of the resistance, it's a whole thing breaks in yeah. kills the king somehow we didn't need the trials at all i didn't need to see them climbing a mountain no. that served no purpose right the, the side characters had no purpose. no purpose i i would be so much more interested to read the second book but this one i just did not like so much that i'm not going to read it Agreed. yeah i if, just if, feel like it it's it borrows too much from other books that do it better like it doesn't it's not like mm-hmm. there's a difference from being like inspired by like the concept of trials and having one in the woods and she's good at archery than it is to just fine but like improve upon it like you didn't really yeah. I don't really feel like she does that in this and I'd like in theory the concept is like fine the world is fine like even the characters could probably use like a little bit more like bullet points under their like character description but like, I definitely think they could but like I get it like I, I think she did a good job of creating the world I just like again like I just don't think that it was like executed interestingly right and I think it, it none of it was original and it was too reliant on tropes yeah. Or like and bits like um there was a specific scene in her head of like her holding the knife to his throat and we just like latched onto that but like how we got there didn't actually make any sense. It just like it was present. Mhm. And like I said in the first one I was like it's not fair for me to compare everything to V.E. Schwab, but like she said in one of her interviews or she had this vision in her head of this scene of like a guy falling out of the world like bloody like into a new world or something and then like another vision of like a woman in a mask or whatever like holding a, a guy tied to her bed like at knife point and then mm-hmm. she was she created darker shades of magic based on that vision and I feel mm-hmm. like Lauren had like 25 scenes in her head that she like really enjoyed dancing in the rain and all of these balls and, that, and like she wanted these specific scenes but like getting the one like the, her cleaning wine off of his shirt and him undoing her corset so he can help her breathe yeah all these like little like pinpoint scenes but like mm-hmm. the actual action that it takes to get there was the part that is the book and like that's the part that wasn't fleshed out you know like not another teen movie where it's like i feel like this is not another fantasy book <laughs> not not another romanticy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is you know what's funny is that like maybe it's maybe this is too broad of a thinking but i feel like this is where like book talk has gotten us Yes. What are the two books that I read because Book Talk had them everywhere? This and Divine Rivals. And they're like the two, I hate to say it, but like biggest disappointment books that I have read because they were hyped up so much. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. 
like either. I didn't like either one of them. I can't say neither one was good, but it wasn't good to me. So it's new year, new me, right? I'm being a little more critical with the books that I'm going to read because I can't keep setting myself up for failure. With that in mind, though, I will be reading all five Twilight books, but like that is like comedically setting myself up for failure. Like I know that it's funny, but I also know that like me when I was 18 and thinking that two drinks makes you have a headache after the next morning. Um gave these books the equivalent of then five stars. So I'm really excited yeah. to read them again and laugh. Yeah. That's probably going to be our next buddy read. So stay tuned, paperback besties, for the next four episodes of Twilight. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm happy this book is over. I'm so sorry. I think Lauren has promise. I think I definitely think Lauren has promise. I think she. that she just probably needs to edit. Flush out more. some characters. I don't see. I don't even notice typos or edits, really. Mm-hmm. I only really did in um, Crescent City, too. But I saw a good review that people were like, oh, the typos. And I actually didn't notice yeah. like, any typos. I didn't notice any typos or grammar. I didn't really notice any of that. I get, but like, I think I mainly read the book for the world and the story and the characters. And I just, I, I think the characters were just way too flat, not fleshed out. And I, I like a character that has flaws and some growth that needs to happen. I don't think that Peyton grew this entire book. She did not. And I think that. Like, I could forgive, like, um, like silly naming and, like, yeah. if the characters were really good or if the, the storyline yeah. was really good. And I, I think that that is what is lacking for me. It's just that, like, she didn't grow. She didn't change. She almost fell in love with somebody that she threatened to kill up until the last chapter. And then she's like, mm-hmm. oh, my heart's broken. It's like, but you've never. Right. Why? And you were the one who broke his heart and he has like a really sweet line actually at the end where he's just like you need to get out of here before i like find the courage to kill you like i don't yeah. want to kill you because i you know essentially that's what i was, was like, literally okay with that that's cute if that was page 25 i would be in it sold yeah hunter hunted they there was no hunting this- in this entire book well, besties, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, make sure to follow the podcast at Paperback Besties on Instagram and TikTok. We've never plugged those on these episodes ever. So, okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>